0: Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another edition of Century in Faith, the podcast that helps the believer in Jesus Christ to seek the kind of faith that makes him marvel. I've got a great message for you uh, today. Um, Before we get into it, I just want to remind you um, that the purpose of this podcast um, is to, to help us to increase our faith in Christ and to walk in the faith of Christ through the Holy Spirit. And I think the first step in, in, in walking with God and learning to hear God's voice and talking with God and communing with God on a daily basis, on a moment-by-moment basis, uh, making it our goal to walk and talk with him 24-7-365. Knowing that none of us, of course, do this perfectly, but that's our goal is to strive for the perfection that Christ showed us and that Christ walked in, and he is the benchmark. He's the goal we're going for, knowing that while we're here, uh, we're all gonna fall short of the glory that he that he has but but it we are to always be striving always to be coming up higher. And as the Bible says, we are to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the way that we do that is just to seek him. We have to ask, we have to seek, and we have to knock. Matthew 7, 7, that, that acronym is ASK, ask, seek, knock. Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. And the... the the um verse that is is the key verse to this podcast is is hebrews eleven six 6 and it says without faith it's impossible to please god because anyone that comes to god must not only believe that he exists but he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him so in order to hear from god we have to come to god in the way he rewards us, when we come to him, we have to get quiet with him. We have to literally, like Jesus did, set aside time for God. Set aside quiet time for God. I challenge every listener of this podcast to, to practice the presence of God, to, to give God the first fruits of your day, to start out. Just give God the first 15. That's a great devotional by Craig Dennison, the first 15 Um, it's, it's a, it's a great devotion because it's a way to start people out. Let's say baby Christians, just giving God the first 15 minutes of your day and then seeing what happens. And let me tell you something, you will get hooked on it. You will get hooked on hearing the voice of God. It's amazing. You'll hear him through his word and through his spirit. Those two things, through his word and through his spirit. Jesus is the written word and he's the living word. He's the word made flesh, and he dwells among us through the Holy Spirit. But the only way you're gonna hear from God is to come to him. So I have a message for you today that just blew my mind this morning. It came to me very quickly, very easily. So my prayer is that I can explain it quickly and easy, easily by the same spirit that gave it to me. And the name of this message, I've changed it uh, just just recently here before I went on air. And it, the name of this message is hear, hear, and then go slash do. Hear and then go slash do. And this message, it's going to be brief, but it's going to be powerful. So I pray, he who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says here. In uh, Luke, in the 10th chapter, we're given the story of the Good Samaritan. And it's a story of a man who is... a um uh jumped by a bunch of robbers, thieves, and they beat him up and they leave him half dead the bible says. So he's obviously severely beaten, robbed, stripped stripped naked too and just left to die. And there are there is a priest that sees the man, he's on his way to go to church, he's church busy. And he passes by the man on the other side of the street, so he probably purposely crosses the other side of the street because he sees the guy in his path. And then there's a Levite, another "quote unquote" man of God, on his way to do his church busy work, and just you know basically steps over the body of this dying man. Then comes along a Samaritan, somebody who the Jews thought was like the scum of the earth, and uh, that would be the lowest of the lowliest lowest person that you can think of that you don't like, some type of people group that you hate. Um, today, it's probably white men, <laughs> but that's a whole nother story for another day. But um, anyway, this Samaritan, the scum of the earth uh, in the eyes of flesh, comes along and helps this man and he, he bandages up the man's wounds. He pours oil and wine into his wounds, a picture of cleansing and both in the physical and and in the in the spiritual and he takes this man to an inn once he gets him bandaged up he gets him on his donkey and he takes him to an inn where he can find shelter comfort and rest and he pays the innkeeper he has to go about doing his business but he put God's business first by showing mercy on someone who was in his path and he gives the innkeeper some silver coins and just says this should cover you know his costs or his expenses uh for, for taking care of this man but he says if there's more that I owe you when I get back I'll pay you I'll square up with you so he puts a down payment down um and and um gives his means his physical means in exchange uh for for this man's well being and it's a beautiful story and Jesus when he's telling the story he's telling it to some religious men some Pharisees and he 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 asks him at the end of the story he said which of these men you know the priest which you know he points to the priest the levite which is like these guys he's talking to and he and and then and then to the samaritan who does this good thing and he says which of these men meaning the priest the levite or the samaritan was being like god and um was godlike and they answer him and they said and the man says uh, the one who showed mercy on him, the Samaritan. and Jesus says, "Well done, you know he says you got the answer right. Then he says these words in Luke 10:37. He says, "Now go and do likewise. Now go and do likewise. In other words, he this man is given the word by God and he says, "Now go and do likewise. And so this this is a story that I've always looked at as a, man, there, here's a picture of somebody who's doing good work. So you go out and you're into the world today. You're not gonna have to step very far before you find somebody who's beaten down and broken by this world. Jesus said in the last days, he said this, the, the, uh, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. There, in other words, there's absolutely no lack of need out there today for somebody who hasn't been beat up either mentally or physically by this world um, and, and is just challenged. And we see this today like we've never seen it before. People are just challenged mentally and physically. And um, it, it's, I don't have to go very far. You know what I'm talking about. There's, there's there's you won't have to take, You all you have to do is get up, wake up, and you're gonna find needs before you and we see the story as a as someone who put the needs of others first, and immediately, you know, our mind kind of shifts to works mentality. Okay, let me go out and, and and do good then. But but let me show you in Luke 10:37, where Jesus says, now go and do likewise. Immediately our mind goes to works and going and doing good works, which is great. However, the story shifts immediately. In in Luke ten thirty-eight and catch this, pay attention, I don't have far to go here. Immediately it shifts in Luke 1038 to Jesus coming um it says, and now it came to pass as they went, right? So he and his disciples, after just saying, Go and do likewise to these to these people, he says, Now it came to pass they went and they entered a certain village, and there was a certain woman named Martha who received him into her house. Anytime God says a certain man or a certain woman, you can be certain he's talking of you. He's, he's showing you a picture, right? So Martha received him into her house. And then it says she had a sister called Mary who was sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to his word. She was, it says, uh, and she had, a, it's, here it is, now it came to pass as they went, they entered into a certain village and there was a certain woman named Martha who received him into her house. And she had a sister called Martha who also sat at the feet of Jesus and heard his word. She, it says also. So it looks at her implies that maybe Martha and Mary were both sitting there listening to Jesus's words. But Martha was cumbered about with much serving. So she got up And then she got upset. She came to Jesus and she says, don't you care that my sister is just sitting here and and letting me go run around and serve um, and she's not helping me? And Jesus answered and he said unto her, Martha, Martha, anytime you hear your name said twice, you're about to get it. Martha, Martha, I could read this, Jeff, Jeff, you, you are careful and you're troubled about many things. Like you're worried about many things. But one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen the good part, and it will not be taken from her. Wow. Think about this. We just get done with the story of the Good Samaritan going to do good works, and immediately our minds just go, okay, let me go do good works. But if those works don't stem from God's word, both his written word and his spoken word to you. In other words, if God didn't tell you or instruct you to go do those good works, those works are going to be burned up on the day of judgment. They're not bad in and of themselves. It's always good to do good to people. But a lot of people out there do good works, but it's not given by the command of God to go do them. And that's why we see a lot of lost people and a lot of quote unquote good people out there in this world that don't know Jesus that aren't sitting and listening to Jesus that aren't trying to walk with Jesus they're they they haven't given their lives to Jesus they're not purposely trying to follow him a lot of quote unquote good people out there doing good things a lot of those people are going to split hell wide open because they have not they have not given their lives to Christ and even for believers it says during the bema seat there's two judgment seats there's those There's the sheep and the goat judgment where the the sheep and the goats are separated. Those that were following Jesus, the sheep and the goats, those were not. And then there's also the Bema Seat of Christ for believers where our works are judged and they're also rewarded. But it says in that day that those works that that were not given to us by God will be burned up. They'll be wood, hay, and stubble. Were they good works? Yes. Could they have helped people? Yes. But if they weren't given to us, uh, if they weren't prompted by instruction from God, from the Word, both I believe it's both the written Word and the Spirit, which are one, and that's a message for another day, but those works are going to be burned up. That is amazing to me. I've never seen this before until this morning. These works... Um, you know, we, again, the story of the Good Samaritan almost immediately has our mind shifting and saying, okay, let me go do good works. But the most important thing is to get quiet and to hear from God each day. We're only given enough for each day. The Bible says, give us this day our daily bread, and we're only given enough strength, and we're only given the word for the day, our words for the day, our instructions for the day and that's all we can handle. Give us this day. Live a day at a time. What are the works you have for me to do? And I think as we go, we, we, it, it kind of becomes natural once we start our day with the Word of God, getting into His written Word, and then hearing from Him in the Spirit, the Word in the Spirit. It becomes kind of easy to just walk with God, and we just get these this little voice says, go do this, go give this to this person, maybe give some money, help this person. And we can even ask God, Lord, is this you? And I think He'll He'll assure us, yes. You know, go and do it. And when we go and do it in His name, there is great reward, not only here but in the in the life to come. So I just think this is amazing. Absolutely blows my mind that we have to we have to hear from God first and then go do His word. If we just go do the work without hearing from Him, it's very likely that work could could be burned up and um and not receive a reward. So so anyway, I just think this is imperative. I actually think this explains Matthew uh 7 uh 20, I think it's 22 through 24 where Jesus um says that the man comes to him on the day of judgment. It's talking about what we're talking about and and he he comes to Jesus and he starts listing in Matthew 7, I think it's um yeah, here it is, Matthew 7, 22. Many will say to me on that day, talking about the judgment day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And has, have we not cast out devils? And in your name, haven't we done many wonderful works? Then I will profess to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Wow. That is absolutely powerful. Then he goes on to say Jesus in Matthew 7:24, one of my favorite verses, there, therefore whoever hears these sayings of mine and then goes and does them I will liken him to a man who built his house upon a rock and the rain came down and descended and the floods came and the winds blew and it beat upon the house and it and it didn't fall for it was founded upon the rock that rock is his word I think this man in this passage, whoever this is, or the many, whoever they are, that are coming to him and and enlisting their good good works, it doesn't say anything about receiving that instruction from the Lord. In other words, they were doing good works, but that's not even the works that they were instructed to do. That's amazing to me. I wonder how many of my works are going to be burned up on the day. And I'm fine with that. If there's something that I did that the Lord didn't instruct me to do, um, I hope it does get burned up. And I know there's a lot of things I've done that the Lord has instructed me to do. And let me say this and close with this, brothers and sisters. I think if your intention, think of Hebrews uh, 4.12, God, you know, he's the word of God talking about both the written and the and the spirit of God, the, the spiritual word, both the rhema and the logos. Hebrews 4.12 says the word is quick and active. It's powerful Sharper than any two edged sword, it divides soul and spirit, right? Joints and marrow. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So, God knows our thoughts and intentions. And I think when those intentions are to walk with Him, to hear His voice, to talk with Him, and to commune with Him, like we did in the garden before the fall, where we're totally connected with Him, if that's your intention to really walk with God, then I think at the end of your life, you're going to find out in the judgment that you really did more things, not less that were from him than you think. So I think the 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 good news is if your intention and God knows the intentions of our heart is to walk and to talk with God that um, you're actually probably going to find out you did more more things that were instructed of him than less. so so be encouraged by that as we close. Um, I just want to say uh, in closing that, it is imperative in these last days that you carve out time for God, that you set aside time early in the morning, get up and have sacred, consecrated time. Jesus had to do it. If he had to do it, how much more do we have to do it? Where you carve out time for the Lord. If if you haven't been doing this, give him the first 15 of your day, the first fruits of your day and see what happens. You will not be disappointed. I wanna close by saying that and I want you to know how much God loves you and how much he wants to speak to you. He wants, he wants to speak to you more than you want to hear from him. So just give him that sacred time and watch him work in your life. God bless you.